Catch up with the entire season of Pandora anytime on the CW app or download it on iTunes. You can also watch Pandora in Canada on the Space Channel. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, showrunner and executive producer of Pandora. And I am very excited uh, because I'm here today with the director of episode 108, Under a Red Sun, Tersa Hackshaw. Hello, Tersa. Hello, Mark. We spent a lot of quality time together in Sophia. <laughs> we did. This was uh, this is a crazy episode. This is a crazy episode. I, I uh, and we really saw a lot of Sophia in this. We are all over the place in this episode. We are. I mean, we're out on location a lot, you know, and um, we just come off of a, a pretty small episode with 106 and. 107 was not huge, and then 108, it was like we decided it's time for another big episode. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, this was originally supposed to be a six-day episode and became a seven-day episode. It probably should have been an eight-day episode. So, um, <laughs> what if the weather had just cooperated? Oh, God. That, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we do the commentary. I mean, the, the weather, we're, we're outdoors most of the time at this, uh, well, We'll, we'll spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> yeah. we did, it's a water park. It's a water park. And the, the funny thing about this was when I was scouting uh, Sophia, when I first came out there in February or January or something um, uh, to see if uh, this um, location, this world, this is Sophia would work for our show, um, and we were scouting and looking at a lot of different potential locations for the show, we were driving by this crazy water park that looked like Amsterdam. Uh, it's actually a Don Quixote theme, but uh, hence the windmills. Is it? Yes, yes. I really thought it was just am- like ah, it just had a love for Amsterdam. I thought so too, and <laughs> uh, but uh, apparently it was like based on Don Quixote. Wow. So uh, Terry Gilliam's favorite water park, <laughs> and uh, so um, we- I said, "Stop the car! Stop the car! Stop the van!" And like, what? What? We, we got to go look at that. It's like, what? It's a water park. I said, oh, I know. <laughs> oh, and, yes. You know, I, Wheels I, turning already. Yeah, and we start walking around. I said, this is going to be in the show. I said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, no, this is going to be in the show. I had no idea what it was going to be. Oh, yeah. But I knew it was so bizarre that it was going to be in the show. And, and sure enough, uh, it was. It's definitely was. striking. <laughs> it's definitely striking. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you're expecting when it's, you're driving through the countryside. <laughs> it sure was. So anyway, well, let, let's uh, let's take a look at this episode that uh, Teresa directed. Um, very uh, popular episode this season. People dug it as they should. It's, it's super entertaining. It's um, um, and and uh, well, the notorious episode, right? It's the notorious episode. But we'll we'll talk about that. Yes, uh, the, basically the inspiration for this episode was. Um, the Alfred Hitchcock movie Notorious, uh, which if you haven't seen, stop the commentary, go and download it or buy the Criterion Blu-ray of Notorious. It's a fantastic movie with Cary Grant, Ingrid Bergman, and the great um, Claude Rains. And uh, I, who else is in it? It's not Dame Judith Anderson. It's, um, it's because she was in Rebecca. It was, uh, oh. I forget who plays the mom. The, the, who, who does his mom. Yeah, who uh. plays his mom, yeah. What's her name? Don't look. Don't yeah, look at the phone. I need my outbrain. Yeah, but it's it's so uh, it's so, it's one of my favorite Hitchcock movies, and um, well, it's fantastic. Basically, and the camera angles and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, it's film. beautifully shot, amazing filmmaking, and it's a great story, and it's very durable. I mean, uh, John Woo did it for Mission Impossible Two, and we did yeah. it for Under a Red Sun. <laughs> so please enjoy our version. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's take a look. Under a Red Sun, of course, is a reference to the Bob Dylan album, since all our Episodes are uh, named after Bob Dylan's songs um, or albums. Time Out of Mind was an album, not a song. But, um, of course, we need, then needed a red sun somewhere in order for it to make sense. So that was uh, something we had to post. Okay, so let, let's go. Here we go. 
Under a Red Sun, directed by Teresa Hackshaw <laughs> and, and written by the lovely and talented Marco Schnabel. Here we go. Here's another one of our 45-second recaps. Now, you started your career before you were director as an editor. Yes. How much of a nightmare is it to cut these things? They are the bane of every editor's existence. Not only does it take away story time from your actual episode of, like, I need every spare second I can get, it's just all hacked together, and you're like, ugh. Oh, I know, I know. And I'm hoping that, you know, when this is on streaming that they you can skip this because oh, yeah. I don't want every you know you go from one episode to then the recap of what you just watched. No, it's ridiculous. You should be able to avoid it in the binge. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, great uh, great work by Crafty Apes and you know this was really challenging because of course Chris Ledoux and his team at Crafty were already starting to plan for 112 mm-hmm. which was our enormous episode because everything after 109 is really small, 110, 111 get it because we're getting into the you know end of the season, but th- this is a big one. And here we started. This is a working quarry. Yeah. And it <laughs> so, never stops. And it never stops. Even when so you're it was filming. Challenging. <laughs> so, yes, this set did not look like that the day before because it was actively quarried. What do we call this guy? Uh, Dr. Markham. No, no, but we called him Balash. Oh, we did. He's Be- Balash, yes. Because he looked like Balak, Paul Freeman from Raise the Lost Ark. There's uh, a lot of homages in the, yeah. this one. Yeah, to I mean, me, it was amazing, though. Oh, yeah, and I love that that uh, yeah, this, cape that she's wearing. Oh, completely. But that was definitely the we're digging in the right in the wrong place, inverted scene. Well, it's funny because it start, that scene literally, when Marco turned to the script, was the opening scene of Return of the Jedi, where it's like, uh, you know, she's saying, oh, my father's arriving, you know, and he does not put up with Failure exactly. as much as you do, and it was like, oh god, no, it can't. So you made it Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like we're not going to do Jedi; we're going to do Raiders instead. Well, the first time I read it, I'm like, this is surprisingly like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, He's I mean, like, I yeah. changed it a lot from where it originally was, but it was like still. Marco did a great job. We knew uh, Steve and I worked with Marco on um, uh, on uh, uh, the Librarians, and he also. Um, uh, had directed The Love Guru with Michael Myers, and he's really talented and funny and mm-hmm. just a great writer, and, and he, he did a great job with this oh, episode. It was a really fun script. And now here we're in, uh, well, the black hole. And we Kids were talking about the, uh, I mean, I know when we were talking about the B story, I think it was his idea to come up with the whole idea of the double date, which is one of my favorite <laughs> things ever in the show, the, the, the awkward double date, which you just killed. <laughs> Now here we're at the yeah, the black hole. Yep. As always, it's 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 really cool how colorful. Oh my how gosh. Colorful the black hole is. This set photographs so well, because when you're there, it's like well, you're just trying to make your day, and it you know you're just looking at the actors and whatever, and you don't realize how beautiful it is behind them, and then you see it on screen, and you're like, oh my gosh, it really pops. And that's Max. I, I'm sorry, Max couldn't be here. Max is shooting a commercial. Otherwise, he would have been here today. But uh, we've had Max on all the commentaries, and oh, he's always... I wish he was here today. Max great. is amazing. That's what everyone Max needs to know. And <laughs> yeah, super super talented. And, and, and uh, you know, this really sure. was a test of his mettle because yeah. uh, there were a lot of challenges on this episode. It was a, a big script and a lot of location work, a lot of action. It yeah. was this, was this was a big one. And my love of French overs bleeding through right here. Oh, yeah, a lot of French overs, a lot of French overs. <laughs> well, when we will be referencing off of Notorious. I mean, you're just referencing off of the intrigue and trying to build that into the show. I know in post we even did a Dutch, uh, we Dutch something because um, I just, <laughs> we as many <laughs> homages to Notorious as we could do. <laughs> Oh, too great. I always I love any scene with uh, Oliver and Noah. They're both so wonderful together. They feed off each other really, really well. 
and they've become really good friends too, you know. And not only do they work really well together, you know, even as they got very confrontational yeah. at the end of the season, character-wise, uh, you know, their friendship just deepened and deepened in real life, and it's it's really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, they would hang out a lot together, and and this is the beginning of him getting really confrontational. I remember at like uh, in um, directing him to heat it up because it was the beginning of like you know rebel and things yeah. that are coming ahead of. You know, later in the in the script and in the timeline. Well, it was a challenge because you know we didn't want him to be as uh, um, Priscilla would call him weenie boy, but we also you know had a track this idea that he starts the season as sort of this Martinet who does everything yeah. he's asked and then starts to question his orders, so he can grow into something that's more, you know, oh, absolutely it had to be an organic evolution. And uh, you know, I think by the end of the season where he's sort of rebelling against mm-hmm. no, but you got to earn it. So yeah, absolutely. Here's one of the nicest people in the world, uh, Martin Bob Semple. Just love this guy. Such a nice guy. And uh, he got a lot of uh, bric-a-brats online because, of course, uh, Toxic Thomas. And, uh, you know, it's good. You can't confuse the character with with the the person. person. Exactly. Because he is a lovely, lovely guy. Seriously, there couldn't be anybody nicer. But, you know, the character has an arc. Not everybody can be nice and happy all the time. I know. And that was another one where you knew where we were, you know, we knew where we were going with it, that eventually he was going to realize he was being kind of a dick. And, uh, <laughs> but he's got to be a dick first. But he has to be a dick first. Everybody's like, oh, what a dick. It's like, yeah, like, we exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. Because the whole idea is that it's like in college, if like, you know, he has a crush on somebody that's unrequited. And so, you know, he's getting angry. I mean, it's like, this mm-hmm. is, it's real life. We're doing a real college story. And, uh, this is an honest reaction, you know? It's yeah. not a mature reaction. It's not a mature reaction. <laughs> but it's exactly. an honest one. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's, you know, that's part of the part My of the favorite shot. Oh, this is a lovely shot. This is really nice. I had them build that bed for us so we could do this down angle. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's the best the dorm room has ever looked. Because it's just tight, we can't see anything else. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is great. This is a nice shot. And I think this, once again, it's all about him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all like, it's about you, Thomas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again, it was intentional. <laughs> we need him to be an asshole. Yeah, and, and I think this went on even a little longer. And I think That, that original we, scene, yeah. yeah. This is a really good scene because she thinks off. that he's uh, asking her out yeah, on a date. Like, and, <laughs> and then she wants to hide the fact that she's upset. But mm-hmm. when she realizes it's really a mission for Dr. Osborne. This feels used. Oh, I'm doing and that thing. And Oliver played it great. Totally. Now, those are Bulgarian chips. The nachos do not look quite right in Bulgaria. <laughs> There's something off about it. And I've had chips there. As you know, we went to oh, Taco yes. Teca. Not quite as good as chips here in the state, as the nachos Just in the States. different. They're different. It's, yeah. it's, it's an acquired taste. No, it's, but it's, it's faux Mexican. It's not real Mexican. You know, and, and, and we, we, you know, coming from L.A., we have very high standards for, for our Mexican, Mexican food. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Oh, she just found out. Oh, you dick. Yeah. She looks just phenomenal there. That's a really flattering outfit. And again, the black hole just popping. Yeah, it really does. It's so different than looking in a viewfinder. And the colorist obviously did a great job. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole idea of this this set was always supposed to be an homage to the original Star Trek, that there would be all these pops of color and, Mm. you know, all the, the alcohol, that's the reason all the alcohol is different colors and... It was supposed to glow more. Unfortunately, the, the, the shelves were supposed to have uplighting oh. that were going to illuminate them, but then they built it with too thick a plexi, so oh, then they ended up putting through. the Astaro, Astaro tubes behind it, but it's, it Looks doesn't great. have... It's, 
Now this hallway, I like the design. I hate the way it photographs. We're gonna f have to fix this, but um, mm -hmm. it's uh, and I think you know towards the end of the season we sort of time anything in this hallway we started timing down more. Just it just looks too wooden for me. A little too setty. A little too setty, but I like you know I like the design of it. Uh oh, she's luring. <laughs> he's luring her in. <laughs> He's pimping, he's pimping her out to yeah. Cordelia Freed. Basically, it's just like with the bait of your parents' death. You know, it's fine. I mean, this is something we always wanted to do, um, you know, in the, the fact that, you know, Jax is basically, you know, she has ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends. None of it matters. I no. mean, it's the future. Who cares, right? You know, it's, it's like, uh, um, you know, unfortunately, the first time we see her with a woman, it's a psychotic woman. <laughs> you know, it's this sort of fatal attraction, single white female thing. So I wish we had actually seen her with a woman who was like a normal woman first. Just like a nice girlfriend? Yeah, as nice girlfriend. To like single white female girlfriend? Yeah, 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 exactly. But we will, I'm sure, one day because, uh, you know, Cordelia is, uh, is cray cray. She, she's got her issues. <laughs> And and she's super fun. We, I mean, oh, this is yeah. oh, this is the Jan Brady moment coming up. <laughs> I love it. He's, uh, he's, this is this is like all really later. nice. But I love when Benita says, uh, "I, I didn't even know how to go in the first place." <laughs> it's like, oh, she's so Jan Brady. Totally. And everyone I say that, they're like, oh, I totally get that. <laughs> and remember, she wanted to have stuff weights in her, in her yeah, suitcase. Yeah. Well, the first time she lifted it up, it yeah. was completely empty, and she yeah. almost decked herself. Yeah. So we did have to weight it down a little bit. It's like, oh. <laughs> Well, okay. How about acting? Um, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's it, this is a, a lovely a lovely scene. And this was nice. I was thinking about ending just on like oh him being so sad, but the pan up to the uh, to the starship is fantastic. Yeah, I think it, it looks good. Into this really it well. helps carry us into completely. Uh, oh, check out the Don Quixote motif. Look at all those yeah, windmills, Don people. Yeah, Don Quixote. I know lots of windmills. We're tilting Look at, at that. windmills. Wow. I remember when you saw that glass and said we have to use I that have to glass. Use that glass. It was huge. It's fantastic. Oh it's really great. <laughs> Now, the, the challenge, of course, here was there's nothing oh. super futuristic about this place. It's just weird. So, you know, how do you sell it? But it is kind of like a throwback, the idea that all these euphoria resorts are like old earth before yeah. you know, global warming. So one would be Holland and one would be I think once we embrace that aesthetic, like that was what it was going to be. Yeah. It was a retro resort. Totally. And this is really fun. But, you know, a lot of this was covering signage and covering mm -hmm. stuff that wasn't our, our world and everything. That was written in Bulgarian. It was written in Cyrillic. Okay. Well, you were good at covering the Cyrillic because I got to say, there was a bunch of um, episodes where we just had to cut around footage of uh, oh, no. people, you know, had huge signs and signage in Bulgarian. I'm like, guys, when you were pointing the camera, did you notice the giant sign in Bulgarian? Oh. Well, maybe it's Zetarian. No, it's <laughs> maybe it's Zetarian. Yeah, here's Is sudden. here's Isabel, who's lovely, and Isabel's another one who was here for a oneer, and then we really enjoyed Loved her, her so much. and just kept bringing her back, just like we did it's with a, Amy later on, who played Raylan's wife. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, she uh, was great too. So uh, yeah, I mean Amy is amazing. Um, but yeah, so I mean we just kept bringing Isabel back, and and she's such a sweetheart. She's nothing like her character. Oh no. And I love her giant bonkers hat. Yeah. Oh, the hat. Well, the hat was something you and I both talked about. It's like yeah. we both loved. I remember, I think Irina, the costume designer, said, how do you feel about a hat? It's like, yes. And we're like, yeah, because we're going with the noir 40s vibe yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And then she showed us this crazy hat. So I'm not sure if you're going to like it. We're both like, yes. yes it's fantastic. Because <laughs> she's so her own world. Like, yeah. nothing, come, like nothing comes around her. Nothing disturbs her. She's her own orbit. <laughs> I it. mean, she totally owns it. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun. 
And Dan, Dan was awesome as well. Dan Fugel. How do you pronounce his last name? I simply say Dan. Oh, okay. He has a very <laughs> long, complicated last name, but he's not a complicated guy. He's no. a very nice guy. He's super great. He had From been Spartacus. in Spartacus. Oh, my God. And he also had a great energy. And it's one of those guys you wish you had written more for him mm-hmm. because he could do anything that's thrown at him and, and just had a good, great on set, great very on easy set. to work with. Like, he was just, he was really great. This, I mean, and, and this is great because this is the first time you really see them together in a kind of romantic, even though it's fake. Now, all this stuff you did is fantastic. Oh, the, the, I love I, this I mean, montage. I love this montage. I remember seeing the director's cut and just laughing. It was so fun. It was so sweet. And this song was written for the show because we attempted it with... Uh, uh, with the roller skates yeah, song yeah. Um, from Boogie Nights, I think. Um, and um, not from Boogie Nights, it was used in Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. And, uh, but this song was actually written for, uh, for the show, and they did a great job. It's very sweet. It's a perfect vibe. Because it was a very Badlands inspired by it. It was mm. like little innocent romance that's happening. Badlands gone. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who knows Badlands, that's a kind of interesting, it's an reference, interesting reference for this. But the music. They go on a killing spree. <laughs> not the plot, the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is very sweet, which then, very uh, sweet. Quentin ended up using in True Romance. Well, not Quentin, actually. Uh, um, Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Oh, this is so funny. When he shows up, they think they're going to have this romantic weekend. <laughs> and like... I love this. This is my favorite stuff that Marco did in the episode. I love that. And I was like, yeah, now sit down next to him and sandwich him in the middle. <laughs> and and so really, Martin is really good with the comedy. He looks he so is. flummoxed and gobsmacked and just... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Oh, that, that's great. That's so great. That tells the whole story. Oh, okay. And here we are. The joy of uh, instant rain. That was, uh, yes. we didn't know it was happening. So right now outside, it's pouring rain. Yeah, this was going to be on this beautiful outdoor deck, and it was going to be we had flowers. big, wides. And, and it had been dressed already. Oh, right. It the was flowers, dressed. Everything was department. ready, and the sky opened like nobody's business. And then we moved in here, and we had to pay all this extra money to shoot inside <laughs> and move all the extras in, and it was uh, really unfortunate. But it, it looks good. It looks fantastic. Yeah. You would never, never know, but oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Pouring. And we actually, we couldn't even have her enter from the outside. She just had to stand, like, in the yeah, doorway because yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. otherwise her outfit would get completely soaked. Now this and then it stopped, stopped raining, yeah, just and we ran outside. <laughs> yep. You could probably see a little bit of rain on the ground and on some of the stone and yeah. everything. You see the water still. Yeah, kind of, still kind of Yeah. recent rain. But if you imagine how beautiful and lush this is, just imagine that previous scene happening somewhere like this. This week on The Bachelorette, <laughs> but uh, it's totally like this is the kind of place in L.A. you would shoot, you know, one of those reality show things. And this is another thing. The, the, they couldn't close the park. Right. Uh, we didn't own the park. We didn't own the park. So we always had to be on the lookout for stray mm-hmm. people. Lucky lose in the background. Now, this is a wonderful thing that Marco had, you know, but it was also, and they fight. So it was like, oh, and there's this romantic film that eventually will be important for the impetus. Right. So this was written by Will Landman. Will is our, our writer's assistant and uh, said, basically, we want a Woody Allen slash Sleepless in Seattle kind of thing that would prompt Raylan at the end. And he did a great yeah. job. It's super funny. And then the Loop Group, by oh, yeah. Brian, <laughs> Brian Kirchhoff's Loop Group, did a fantastic job of performing. Oh, yeah, bringing it to life because we could never see it. Uh, yeah, right. We can never see it, and but you hear it, and it serves its purpose, and Absolutely. it totally works. 
<laughs> Martin should really be doing comedy. He's very funny. This is a sweet little scene, too. See, I'm doing it again. I'm falling into that trap. When you do commentary, watching the episode. <laughs> and it's like, you can't do that because then people are like, why am I bothering to listen to commentary? You well, can't we can, Let's talk about the dorm room set. Yeah. Do so we have the, to? Well. <laughs> I hate this set. Well, but it does have interesting angles and it does light very nicely. It lights nice. Well, thanks to Max. Yes. You know, and his magical astero tubes. It's pretty the name of the game here. Yeah. No, the, your dorm room on occasion looks okay. Um... But, uh, you know, and look, the, the thing was, and I've said this in other podcasts, I mean, we got greenlit in February and we we're shooting in April. And, I mean, we started building, I mean, the, that was the last set to be built. Nah. It wasn't even finished till like, the end of 102. Oh, and seriously? we had to go back and film the storm scenes from 101. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it was one of the last sets. The last set built was the VR classroom, but the dorm room was the second to last set. Okay. Unless you count the fighter, which wasn't built until, like, 105. Oh, but, when you needed it, yeah. But, um, you know. It's a lovely romantic scene. It's unfortunate she's psychotic. Yeah. Now, this guy, I have to say, he wrote on Instagram how, like, I, I mean, I don't know his name. I don't know who he is. I barely noticed him when we were shooting. And, and I thought he was good. He had a good look. He wrote this beautiful thing about how this was the most remarkable experience of his life. Seriously? And how being on the set and it was Aww. magical and how and he hopes he ever has the opportunity to do something like this again. It was so sweet and it was so interesting because like, you know, we're just trying to get it done on yeah. time, on budget, make a good show and you don't realize all this stuff that's going on around you and it was so sweet. Totally impacting people. Yeah. Oh, that was wonderful. We, we, you know, he was good and he had a great look and he would ask in between things like, you know, later the part with the necklace. Yeah. Like it was in his pocket right. and so that became a big thing for him. Yeah. And but he did it really well every single time. Oh, I like, love this gym great. shot, by the oh, way. Oh, I love that gym yeah, shot. I love that. That was great. Yeah, there's a lot of really there. nice cinematic shots in this. And then this was just a bunch of beds that you put together. Yeah, this was beds. just an open space. And we had to create sort of this outside cabana out yeah. of it. And so um, the production designer had a really good idea because otherwise we just would have had to move all these sort of day beds out of the area. But by flipping them around, it formed a wall. Right. And that created then the cabana space. That would be sort of like a VIP, high-profile person would rent. You know, sort of a whole party space. We have a ton of uh, Benita doing these things, uh, that most of which didn't make the cut. But I think, you know, on the, whenever the DVD or Blu-ray comes out, we have them on the deleted scenes, and it's it's, uh, it's it's funny. It's, we had to, And we have to do every angle. It's surprising how much, uh, how work-intensive that is, because you never know at the B-side what angle we're going to be shooting. Um, well, you know what I mean? yeah, that was a result of the fact on one episode they didn't shoot it, and it, it became a real problem because they only had the front angle and we never could see. Right, so, so you have to cover yourself. Yeah. You need all four sides. So yeah. it's poor Benita is doing that speech four times in every direction yeah. against a green screen. Yep, 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 yep. And she was funny. I mean, she's always yeah. funny. As a, <laughs> Benita is so funny. She's not only Magic Computer Girl, but she's also Miss Arch, you know, oh. Miss Sarcasm and all that. And so it's just a really delightful um, and here's Dan being appropriately menacing. Yep. Oh, something's <laughs> menace, up. Menace, He's menace, on menace. her. Watch out. He, or he wants to go on the water slide. Not sure which. <laughs> Could be either. Yeah. Three sons. Three sons. 
Now, and that was a really great idea that you had when, you know, you, you know the, when they kiss, even though it's not a real kiss, it's like the first time they kiss, oh, you yeah. want it to be something magical. So you're like, what if it's at solstice and I right? really make a meal of it? And uh, it's really nice because it's almost like you get to shine a light on it. Yeah, you get to underline s- it a little bit in an organic way, yeah. you know, and fans love it. But you it's know? not kitschy because it's like, the whole idea of, okay, it's the solstice mm-hmm. and, you yeah, know. Yeah, it works. Yeah, and the audience is in on the joke, so yeah. it's, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the audience is in on the joke. Again, another moment where it's pouring outside and it shouldn't have been. Well, it's worse than that because you started shooting <laughs> outside and then we had to scrap all that stuff. We have half of the scene shot outside and then we had to move it all the conversation. Yep, yeah. yeah, we, we had just gotten our wides on one side and then we had to come inside and restage the entire scene. This was a cursed episode. I mean, it really <laughs> was weather-wise. Like, re- yeah, weather-wise. Like, seriously, come on, people. Yeah, weather, weather, weather-wise, this was really... <laughs> but again, we were able to make it work, you know? I have to say, this is the one show I had the best trailer because I had this little office upstairs, <laughs> right upstairs. in the windmill, <laughs> so I could listen on my little you walkie-talkie and be. I mean, I was busy like rewriting 109 and rewriting 110, <laughs> so it's like, and then I'd be listening to what was going down on downstairs. Like, oh, that's funny, and it's like, uh, but I had this great office. I mean, it was it was like, oh, I'm in a windmill. I'm like Fire, Don yeah. Quixote, but. Uh, enjoying that view not like you know crouch somewhere in an apple box with your laptop because like. I mean look we, we were a bunch of terribly half the time I wouldn't even have and I would say I don't need a trailer let's save money whatever don't worry I'll just find a spot mm-hmm. to sit but this time we were in a hotel so I had a hotel room it was great <laughs> this, this whole bit it is does. funny it is yeah you know, and they play it really nice and bantery, and you know they have such yeah. great chemistry. I mean, you see at the convention, anybody who's seen them at Comic Con, at New York Comic Con, or San Diego, see what amazing chemistry—not just Priscilla and, and Oliver have, but also cast. yeah, the whole cast. I mean, oh hey, my the, virtual DJ. Th- that was such oh, a great I'm idea. So happy. You 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 really <laughs> had a great. Um, Great idea, you know, this idea of a virtual DJ who's pulling records out of the air. Yeah, a little it, Minority Report DJ. Yeah, which is super fun. And, you know, it, it kept getting, you know, because this episode was very heavy on effects mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Crafty was sort of overwhelmed as 109 was huge, too. Oh, yeah. So um, stuff kept getting cut. But I'm like, you got to at least have one of the DJ. It's really important to Teresa. She loves it. It's fun. <laughs> Thank you and so much. It establishes it does, the though. world and it makes it just... You and know, it brings a little bit of the future in. Totally. You know? Absolutely. It reminds us. And that's all you have to do. If you have little bits of the future, that's it. then it does, everything doesn't have to be futuristic. No, just a little taste. I mean, even that little things like that little glowing globe in the center mm-hmm. of the thing and the glowing glasses. I mean, it's nice. It works, it works really well. Here's our, our getting into our basic. Oh, see, instinct. this is the guy. This is that the greatest was, day of his life. Dude, he was really into he's a, it. He's awesome. I'm, I mean, I, I like. I feel I'm so really happy sweet about him. that. It, it, like... You should. I mean, it, you don't realize the impact you're having on people. You don't. And, and you he, know, he worked hard. That's he, awesome. I'm really look. That's I love to hear that. I mean, if he'd written, I had a miserable time. They treated me terribly. I would have felt awful. You know, <laughs> so saying this is the greatest day of my life. I'm like, that's fantastic. That's I'm so happy. That's really good. I mean, I think the worst day of people's lives, it was nobody behind the scenes. It was more, 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 more. <laughs> it was more, more, like, more, more the producers. And <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, in the middle of all this, it's going to start raining again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. God. 
Well, and you'll see in one of the shots of the dancing, it's like you can see the sun coming up. Because oh, it... well, you can see the sun coming up. That shot that we just had of Xander on the balcony, we could only do two pops that wide with the jib because it started raining. Yeah, yeah. You can start seeing the rain come in on one of those shots. Oh, the oh this scene. is so fun. This is another actress, uh, 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 Lola, who plays uh, Kasara. Oh, so great. Who also, like, we wrote her into one episode, and we liked her. And then, you know, for 106, it was like, oh, she's, she's, she's delightful. Mm-hmm. Let's bring her back. And she was in 107, and then she's in 108. Um, so this is kind of the end of her arc. And I felt bad because she, it was one of her first big acting gigs, and she was so excited to be there. But we really, I toyed with putting her in 113, but we just couldn't. Couldn't put anybody it. else in. It was and, so jam-packed. Yeah. But it was like, um, she's so sweet, and she was so happy to be there, and she's so funny in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he thinks she's the waitress. I mean, he's just so clueless. Just oh. these looks. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember directing her. I'm just like, and then when he says about it, like her scar and stuff, I'm like, you thought it was horrible, and then there was a trap door yeah. <laughs> of even more horror. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "I'm out." <laughs> Adios. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's Lola's terrific, Great. and she's named her name is Kosara, which is a uh, means queen in Bulgarian. She's named after one of the um, clerks at the Elephant Books in Bulgaria, named Kosara. I thought it was such a cool name that I used it in this in the really? show. Oh my god, that's fantastic! Yeah. It's fantastic bookstore people. Also, oh, if you're in Bulgaria, Elephant Books is the place. Well, now. we came we became really good friends with the whole staff at Elephant Books because it was this oasis in the middle of Sofia where they had all these these books and collectibles mm, and like Harry novels. Potter and yeah, Star Wars fantastic. and Star Trek and it was just the coolest place and they were it was like it was like you felt like you were in Greenwich Village. Yeah, it was definitely things from another world, like but just in Bulgaria. Yeah, like a forbidden planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And um and so everyone there was just so awesome and they were so nice to us. And uh, so we named one of the characters after Kosar. <laughs> this is a great shot. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the way you push in on that. That push on that, pull out on this. <laughs> ben is so funny. Uh, ben is just the gift that keeps on giving. I, I, mean, was about to, I was literally about to say that. I'm like, there's, he can do no wrong. Whether it's action, whether it's serious drama, whether it's comedy, he always hits it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And he's off. And he's off, right? Exactly. And oh, now so the sun is coming instinct. up. Yeah, this is the sun. The sun coming is up. coming up. <laughs> and I am literally just off screen yelling at both of these actors, like, dip her, turn her, <laughs> right, swerve yeah, her, kiss yeah. her. Totally. Because <laughs> we are running out of time. <laughs> just, just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Keep shooting. <laughs> just keep shooting. <laughs> keep Love. Love each other. <laughs> we had to punch in all of these because it started raining. That, those, those shots of Xander were shot well, in the middle lights. of the night. Yeah, yeah. And now the dance uh, was the last thing we did. And so, yeah, the sun's coming up. But it's nice, you know, you kind of start to feel for Cordelia and think, oh, maybe, you know, know, maybe, you know, maybe Jax is the one who's taking advantage. Maybe this is, you know. I think your allegiances shift a little bit throughout the episode because nobody's clean. Yeah. And it was interesting. We were concerned, you know, it was Priscilla as the actress going to have an issue. In fact, she just feels so strongly. She embraced it completely. Mm. And she's like, we need to do more with this. And, you know, I totally think that she's. You know, Jax is, is fluid and yeah, and, absolutely. And, and and so she she absolutely went with it and and is so uh, in favor of what oh, we do with the character. Guy. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, so tell people about that guy with the. Oh my god! So this is like the last take. The the anger you just saw on Xander's face is actually that's not acting because every time.
time we would tell that guy, just act like you just got caught in there, but don't draw attention to yourself. Don't do anything. And each time he would jump in front of Xander or jump up and down with that thing or whatever. And at the end, um, yeah, um, Oliver was like, whatever, I'm He done. thought he was the star oh, completely. of the show. And we had I... to move him repeatedly through the episode. Well, yeah, because then Remember? he kept showing up in the foreground. On the dance floor. And I had to say the ADs. Get this guy out of here because he's like he's you you, you once you see him. Oh no, you don't forget him. You don't forget. You don't forget. He was doing the same thing. He was jumping up <laughs> jumping and down, down, up and down, wearing a, and he kept that like lightsaber thing yeah. throughout the entire. So oh, just, he loved his lightsaber. Oh my god, it was so funny. And you don't want to be mean. Please you know? note they are not lightsabers. They are actually laser swords. <laughs> laser We're not allowed swords. to call them lightsabers. I'm so sorry. Did I? I meant laser sword. Well, yes. the idea is we actually asked for like these glow sticks, like they have at raves. But they gave us lightsabers. Hashtag Bulgaria. There's <laughs> <laughs> another great outfit for uh, Priscilla. Everybody looking good. And here, yeah. She, you know, and she works so hard. I mean, she's uh, like virtually in every scene. Oh, you know, every episode, she, she, you know, she's. So, oh, the sun's coming up. <laughs> yeah, the sun is definitely coming. Now, this is a great idea of yours oh, not to have her push him in the pool. And I remember, you know. It was great because we went up to, to Oliver and we said, listen, you know, yeah. Teresa has this great idea to push you in the pool, she but we want to make sure you're comfortable. It's going to be cold he and uncomfortable. He was totally into it. He's like, absolutely. Oh, I'm so game. Oh, the solstice. Crafty apes. Nice. DJ. DJ. Oh, and look, it meant something. Well, it this was a pickup something. you did on set. I did. That was shot like on the very last day, maybe an hour before I had to rap. Oh, and we couldn't get it on set because, as you just saw, the sun was coming up. The so suns. no time for the suns intense slow-mo pickups. All three of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to continue your thought, yeah, Oliver was totally about getting pushed in the pool. He was a good sport about it. He was great. And they were like, are you okay? You know, he's okay. And he's like, like, absolutely. All good. Uh, he had no no issues with it whatsoever. But that's the great thing about Oliver. He's game for anything. Yeah. He's such a pro. And that's just uh, the stolen shot of her putting it back in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Here comes the sun. Oh, here it goes again. <laughs> New day. And this scene, such a good scene. Yeah, this is a really good scene between the two of them. You know, all the stuff that's been building up, you know. And poor, yeah. We're doing it again. We stopped to listen to the scene. God, that's the, I hate when people, whenever I'm listening to commentary, I'm like, how, stop, start Just talking start again. Talking. You know, it's like, I'm, it's like, I don't need to well, hear the episode. But, uh, and you know, within five feet of there are these peacocks. Oh we had my a God, loop I so, forgot about the peacocks. So much of this episode, you know, do ADR looping, uh, dubbing, because, uh, Throughout this, they're peacock. Well, yeah. In addition to, I guess, Amsterdam and Don Quixote, they thought that a petting zoo and like some other sort of random, like it. Would, they also had that pyramid. Yeah. Remember there was an Egyptian well, we pyramid on the set. We were going to try and use that. There was like, it was, but it was like a pyramid out of Land of the Lost. It oh, was no. like this big, like. And if you went in, there were like there magical a, crystals. No, that was the whole thing. It was a healing crystal pyramid that yeah. had a crystal chandelier in the center yes, of it. Yes, yes. We tried so hard to figure out a way to, to, Work to it highlight in. this. Yeah. Um, but no, but right behind him, you see that metal thing behind uh, Oliver's head? That is the fencing for the petting zoo. Yeah, yeah. So the peacocks are right back there. And 
they would be cued off of our yelling action. They would and start. then they would be like, ah! Yeah, it'd be quiet, and then action. They thought the action was for, <laughs> was them. for them. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so funny. And then there was a, a bull. You could ride when it was riding bulls. Oh, yeah, they had a mechanical bull. Mechanical bull. We, had, we wanted to use that, too. But Couldn't. just, it was so varied and so random. Then we had this great scene. Now, the, the, the problem in a couple of cuts of this, and we didn't realize it until late, was you could see the parking lot as oh, she walked seriously? up, oh, which no. is why we... Uh, cut it quick. Cut it quick, because like you would see all the production vehicles and everything <laughs> Base out. Base camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was the last day that we were there within the last two hours. Yeah. Remember? Oh, it was this, I the remember. fight. Oh. Um, whatchamacallit. This um, is insane. Yeah, this was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, we had no time. We had and, no time. Oh, it was just brutal. And we were supposed to shoot that originally earlier, but then it had rained. Yep, yep. And so um, we had to wait, and so here we go. And now we have to go a fight scene, spoiler alert. Yeah, massive fight scene. And they did a good job. They practiced this the day before. Yes. Like, kudos to Sufo, right? Was yeah, it like, Shifo, Shifo. Shifo. And, um, and all the fight stunty guys. Mm-hmm. Because they would get with the actors the day before or the morning before and, you know, teach them all of this stuff super fast. The actors were really great in learning it. And Dan is a stunt guy. Not a stunt guy, but through Spartacus. Yeah, he, he was, was very familiar, familiar with fighting. Yeah. And um, it, really, it really came out great. Yeah, Shifo, uh, our stunt coordinator, really super talented. We were really lucky. Um, we had a great guy at the beginning of the season, Kala, and then he left, and then Shifo came on, and I was concerned with Kala leaving, and then Shifo was, you know, even better. Yeah, he was great. And uh, and we realized we started writing a lot more fights in the episodes because we realized, wow, we could do these pretty well. And then we yeah. had three cameras this day. Yeah, we had three cameras. Everybody was, was in here. Everyone is against the right side of screen right now, all crouched down and, like, trying not to get in each other's lenses, but we are running and gunning because we are running at a yeah. time. Yeah, and this is one of the few times we had three cameras. Yeah, and originally the third camera... We was brought in because we needed all that montage stuff, remember? Yes. And so we had it. It was the same day, so we kept it. Yeah, because at the top of the day, I was shooting all that establishing exactly, stuff. Exactly, all the montage. With the third camera. Oh, my God. You know what I, we haven't talked about? So the reason that there are not any big wides of the pool area <laughs> oh is because God. Tursa wanted to shoot it with a jib. I the did. problem is, mm. is there's an electrical power line that goes over the pool. It was shocking. When we came to Tech Scout, we're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then Max was like, yeah. Um, and he like literally pointed up massive high-tension wires now, just sweeping over the pool. Obviously, this is not just a film thing, but anyone knows you don't put electrical power lines over water or you it don't put water under electrical power lines. Well, they did. And so, of course, we couldn't put the camera on a crane Mm-mm. slash jib because it, 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 there's the danger it would hit arcing, the power lines. Arcing, yeah. complete arcing. So, yeah, so that one jib shot that we had earlier, like looking through when she walked in, that was the jib as set far away as it could be and still be safe. That's why we have that shot. But yeah. aside from that, we couldn't get it in anywhere else. Now, just when we thought things couldn't get more miserable weather-wise, <laughs> we went from the, the, the rain and the cold to uh, the hottest day in human history Oh, my God, in this quarry. quarry day. And it's a working quarry. So imagine all of this with giant le- – well, this actually was shot later on set. But the outside shots in the quarry – giant actual excavator equipment going the entire time and dust. Well, we couldn't so finish. No. So we built we this, at, this the, at the academy, at the military academy, mm-hmm. and just shot the interiors at the military academy. This was shot right before we shot the romantic montage of the kids on the bike. Yeah. So we set up this tent in their parking lot, and, uh, and we shot this interior, which came out great. Yeah. And we had time. And I love this little scream. And she couldn't figure out why she, was so, why she did it, and she did so well. It's like, no, because well, we you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we're, and crazy, and also willfully putting on a performance. Yes, for for for, for your sister, the great Tamina Sunny Balak. There's Balak. Look at that no, acting. Balash. 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 We call him Balash. We call him Balash. <laughs> <laughs> and then. To, you know, and Tamina, we just kept giving more and more to do this season amazing. because she's so great and she's so much fun and she's so dastardly. Completely. So the reason we're on that basket is because originally we were supposed to see the basket in the first shot where they hadn't had time to eat because they were interrupted by Raylan, and now they've had their lunch. Ah, it's a continuation. There you go. See? Look at that. <laughs> Somebody thought this through. <laughs> and this is beautiful. This is right outside the, um, is that the military yeah. academy? It's a broken down gazebo in back. Yeah, but it looks very romantic It does and look lovely. very romantic. Like right near this, like behind those trees right there is where we have lunch. That's where lunch set was set up. You were lucky. I can't tell you how many people kept coming to me for other episodes and saying, oh, I found this great gazebo I want to shoot. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Did it 107. Find something else. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All done. It's like, they're like, but no, I Nope. I said, no, we're not going back there. We did it. We saw it. We're not going back there. It's not one of those locations you go back to. No. So It's too no, It's too uh, identifiable. It's like, uh, but and it's good. In, in the, uh, you'll see in the deleted scenes, we also had this like beautiful crane down to it. It was very romantic. Mm-hmm. And this is the big, like, what? I do. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, no, I don't. And I'm like, no, you're just stumbling on it for the moment. Oh, back at working active quarry. It's like a bajillion degrees and a yeah. bajillion percent humidity. And here he is, Ben Cross, who apparently is very attractive to bugs. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, we had to stop shooting because Ben got bit in the nose oh by a mosquito gosh. or it something. It was a fly, and he tried to swat it. We'll, we'll, I'll tell you exactly when, and, yeah, when it happens. Right here, we're still fine. This yeah. is all good still. We had to take these shots in between cars rolling down in the background, moving yeah. whatever iron ore they're digging out of this and place the back and forth. And beeping as reverse. And, oh, my gosh. Oh. I mean, this is the second time we shot in a quarry during the day, and both times it was a freaking nightmare. Oh. And, but oh, they, God. They don't stop. They, they don't won't stop. stop. When, I, when they showed me this, where Sufo, the AP, showed me this two days before we shot here, it also looked one way, and we planned out the fight and everything. And then when we got here this day, they had dug more. Yes. So, like, we it had to move everything. Like, yeah. I'm like, that is not what we said. I know. You text scout. <laughs> but then the location is completely different when yeah. you come back. Like, all that new sort of stone where those barrels are behind, like, stage um, stage right in a minute. Like, that was not there yeah. when, when we were there. Now, I like the way he's touching her because this is um, basically we just shot 107 where young Harlan mm-hmm, Freed does mm-hmm. that to her. So now the idea is he's doing the exact same thing. Which is so creepy. The same affectation in 108 that he had as the young guy in 107. Yeah. What? Ben Cross is just so great. And I mean, as Master. much as we love the twist of having the young Luke Featherton, you know, come visit the CW, but like, we got to figure out because Ben is just so awesome. And such gravitas. Gravitas and a pleasure to work with. Yeah, he really oh was. Oh, my gosh. And he makes every he just elevates everybody around him. He does, and he makes everything better. And that voice. Yeah, that so voice. Awesome. You can't. Okay, so where the portal is right now, that ripped-up mountainside was not that ripped-up two days before. <laughs> right. So everything digging. changed. They've been <laughs> it's like, digging. okay. Again, crafty apes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Crafty, you know, just always delivered. Now, somebody said yes. to me that we love that when we picked that for props, but apparently that's a spark plug or something. <laughs> and I always say, well, you know, Dr. <laughs> Dr. McCoy's scanner was a salt shaker, so whatever. <laughs> you know, maybe in the future, spark plugs. Uh, yeah, it can you know. set off bombs. Yeah, exactly. And this was a pickup shot 
one of yes, the last ones. There that's you go. Right, that's right. Which is Again, good that you got. Woven in. The magic of the movies. Magic of movies right there. Yep. Oh, here they are. They got caught. They got caught. Okay, so originally, you see how, like, rock-strewn the ground is? When we had planned this fight, pre the uh, the quarry doing more excavating, this is all smooth. You see, like, back there how nice and smooth it is? And now they had broken it all up, mm. and now it was filled with all these rocks, and we had to kick rocks out of the way right before this started because we knew that they would planned a whole bunch yeah. of body rolls, and we knew Ben was going to be on the ground. Totally. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. And then we were really struggling to get this ending right for a long time, so I hated the idea that Xander was caught again, you know, our badass secret agent. So, you know, late in the game, we changed it and came up with, a, I think, a really good idea yeah. that he actually he you know, planned it. Planned to get caught because that was the only way he could get close enough, you know, without endangering anybody, you know, get to the portal. And I really like that because, you I know, it makes great. him look smart. Yeah, I thought know. it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. You see that giant mover excavator behind it? Yep, there, which is real. That's well, a real excavator. Well, you had a great idea because there was no way to move it, and we'd have to avoid it. It's like put netting over it; mm-hmm. it'll seem futuristic. And I thought that was a really good idea. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, well that's obviously a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference, guys. So, I do try to sneak them in. Yeah, we did. We got a lot of Raiders. This in was here. a pickup shot. Yeah. And then this great, yeah. So all those rocks have just been moved to the side. It so is that now we do probably this. 110 degrees. Oh my God, it's so in hot. the sun. Oh, and it had started raining in the middle and of the day. And a blouse, total blue sky had poured for like and, an and, hour. And you shot this then, in about 10 minutes with yeah. two cameras. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> now we're on the red planet. This got color time red, so we can have our red sun, which leads right into 109. There you go. Yeah, this was literally Chris Gossett, 109. We're just waiting in the wings, like deciding at what point we're going to hand this off to each yeah, other. Yeah, it was like a baton. Yeah, it was like, how like how do you want me to end it so that you can pick it right up? Yeah, because this was um, this was your seventh day, and yeah. then you for, for like the last hour and a half of that day, 109 started filming mm-hmm. because it was in the same location. Exact same. Behind the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you turn around, you will see our stages. And you see the Zetarians have power lines. That, I was curious about that. Now, when I, I had a note to VFX to take that out, but it never happened. Oh. So When uh, I saw it, like when you sent me the, the Air Master, I'm like, oh, interesting. So No, we, we were, I mean, we were delivering episodes. Nice. Um, so uh, fast. You know, like a day or two before air. And it's like, if stuff didn't get done, it just never got done. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Because you have that. this shot, which is fantastic. I love this shot. Yeah. And now that, of course, that is oh. um, amazing. That, that monument. That, that monument in Booth's Lusia that Steve Krasier and Chris Gossett and Max, Max. went to go shoot three hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd wanted to shoot it. And I said, hey, guys, do you feel like you want to go do it? And they were all about it. And they it. were so into it. Oh, they my were, God. It was so they, went, they got plates. They got all oh, the amazing So into, They stuff. shot drones. Mm-hmm. They shot plates. Well, because it's hard to get into now. I mean, it's it's a fleeting thing. Yeah. It's not going to be around. No. Like, they're going to tear it down. And, and we'll talk about that looking. more on 109. Uh, but uh, it was an amazing. And it was just, it was so perfect for Zetarian yeah. Outpost. Um, anyway. Well, thank you, Teresa. No that was worries. fun. I'm sorry I ended up watching it more than, 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 than talking. But it's a good episode. It's a good episode. And... Um, and it was a, a fun to rewatch after uh, all this time, and I hope you enjoyed watching oh, it. Absolutely, I hope everybody liked it out there. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back with uh, 109 with uh, director Chris Gossett and uh, actor Mark Crumpton and writer, uh, executive producer Steve Krasier. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll see you next time Bye, on everybody. Unboxing Pandora. <laughs>